Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I am your host, James. And today, I'm going to be making up for some lost times. I'm releasing an extra episode this week. And uh, I'm going to be possibly doing it next week as well. And today, we are going to be going over the episode, Hamster Heads. So, we begin with a news reporter named Sally Hairspray. I am not making that up. And she is at the largest ever pet shop reporting on a robbery. So she goes inside and interviews Fisher. Fisher Biscuit states that largest ever pet shop is the only pet shop in downtown city. Sally says that she thought there were a lot, so maybe there aren't just two pet shops in downtown city? So I guess that is resolved at this point. So back on track, Fisher says that a lot of merchandise was discovered missing by his daughters. When asked how something like this could have happened, he notes that the thieves were so crafty that they got past his, uh, he says this sarcastically, state-of-the-art robot security, and Monbad gets sad because he knows that that was a jab at him. Man, even Monbad has feelings. Oh boy. Anyway, Fisher in all of this is also like trying to uh, say that he is still the only game in town, which really annoys Sally. Anyway, so Sally ends the report and the TV goes off. And we go to the littlest pet shop where we see Mrs. Tomley furious when Blythe asks if it's about the robberies. Uh, Mrs. Tromley says it's about how Fisher says he's the only game in town. And also about the robberies, I guess. So, Blythe asks who would want to steal pet supplies, but Mrs. Tromley says she doesn't know. However, she says she should brush up on her kung fu quilting in case someone tries to come here and steal stuff. Mrs. Twombly tries some, but she pulls a muscle. Blythe wishes Mrs. Twombly the best on that. So Blythe then says that she needs to go back upstairs to work on some algebra homework. So, side note here. Algebra usually starts at the 8th grade, but I can see Blythe taking advanced courses. She's in the math club, after all, and heck, even a math club where... Thinking too much can damage a student's brain. She has to be good if she can keep up. Although, the amount of homework that has to lead to can't be that good for her free time. But, I don't know, maybe it is? And Blythe has a lot of free time anyway? I don't know. There's there's a lot of weird factors in play. But, not as weird as what's happening when Blythe tries to open the dumbwaiter. She finds that it is stuck. When she gets it open, a lot of pet supplies fall out and barrier, and she's confused. She looks at the tag and reads that it is stuff from the largest ever pet shop, and she gets really confused. And despite the confusion, Blythe wants to return the merchandise. Russell says that she can't do that, and... Penny asks why not. It is their stuff, after all. 
Zoe says that she will be blamed. Blythe agrees, saying that it is the biscuits after all, and they'll just be awful about this, you know? Because they're just awful. Sunil panics and asks what to do. He thinks of lying as an option, but says he's a terrible liar. He proves this by saying, I am a good liar, and then breaks immediately saying that he's a terrible liar. You know, I just thought of this now, but he did lie his way through the entirety of the last episode. Although maybe those aren't actual lies. I don't know. It's it's weird. Anyway, Blaith says that they're not going to lie. You just have to be honest and just suck it up. Meanwhile, in Fisher's office, Fisher is celebrating that this publicity is causing him to bring in a ton of shoppers, which is good because last time he was suffering a deficit of customers. See, this is what makes continuity good or weird. I don't know. It's this whole what order are these episodes supposed to be in thing is just odd, you know? Either way, (laughs) uh... The twins are also cheering on this fact, but, however, Monbad comes in and says that there is more missing merchandise, and Fisher's attitude does a 180. The twins ask why, because he was just celebrating this fact that people are coming in because of the stealing. And Fisher says that, yeah, that's good, but if more merchandise keeps getting stolen... That means that they won't have anything left to sell, so they can't have more customers because they can't sell anything. Uh, That's great. Anyway, uh, Fisher leaves and Monbad alerts the twins to having found some of the merchandise. They look down from the office and see that it is Blythe. They go and try to confront her, saying that she committed arms robbery. Blythe is confused, but blows past arms robbery and tries to return the merchandise. But the twins accuse her of stealing, just like everything said that would. Blythe says, I didn't steal anything. I just found it, and I want to return it. I don't even want the reward, Fisher promised. Right, I forgot to mention... Fisher promised a reward for someone who could find the thief. But we're here now. Anyway, the twins accuse her of just wanting the reward and telling her that she's not going to get it. Blaith is annoyed and says that the animals were right and that they really would just blame her. The Biscuits ask about this and just keep accusing her anyway. Like, they don't even care. Like, like I think Blaith, like, is free to discuss her ability to talk to animals in front of the twins because they won't listen or care enough because they're lost in their own world. And you know what? Blythe is right because, like, like they're not even listening to her now when it comes to stuff they actually care about. So just after that, Blythe just leaves and just is annoyed with this whole thing. And the twins still think she did it, despite everything she said, and they say that. But to be completely fair, 
Blythe and the animals did break into the store before. But with how Blythe was behaving, it would be unlikely that she actually did it. But whatever. Whitney gets an idea in her brain. And Brittany's like, what? And then they blow past that. And then Whitney gives her idea. She and Brittany become investigators like their favorite show, SCI, Super Cute Investigators. So uh, one of them gets out their phone and they tap the app and watch the show's intro. It has a Law & Order style introduction where they say, In the world, there are two kinds of detectives. Ones who are not cute and ones who are super cute. These are their stories. That took me two tries. You can see why voiceover work is hard when you start recording stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so the twins agree to do it, and then the SCI logo appears behind them. So, this might just be because I am of the era, and doubly so since the twins are not, but the writers would be or older. So, whatever. But when I think of two young cute girl detectives that just screams to me that uh mary kate and ashley detective movie movies i'm not sure i've only seen it in ads i wasn't really into that i guess but it was a big thing at the time you know it's not a direct parody i don't think because of the actual super cute investigators, one of them is white and the other is black. Although there was that story where uh, they talked about twins like that. Maybe like this SCI is like just a layered parody of Psych on top of CSI and Law and Order, but like the the twins being super cute investigators might play into that Mary-Kate and Ashley idea, you know? Because they're twins as well. Back to the episode, we go back to the Littlest Pet Shop, and Blythe thanks Russell for the magnifying glass and that she feels like a real detective. I was going to ask why Russell has that, but then I remembered he has a full detective persona, so it's not... It's not for anything that weird. Like, we, we've seen Cyril McFlip pop up twice at this point. So, uh, she dusts her prints and finds Russell's on the ground. Minka's on the wall of the fire hydrant, or on the side of a fire hydrant. And Pepper's on the floor, but it leads to a banana peel, which she slipped on. And Pepper says, yeah, that's it's a pretty good gag, right? Blythe then finds some mysterious prints and dusts them to find where they lead. They lead to the chair and she pulls it back to find a tube which she says definitely doesn't belong there. Blythe explains that this is a pet tube that you can use to build up and then make bigger and bigger pet habitats. 
Russell yells in it to attempt to gauge how far it goes to no avail. Blaith thinks that this is how the stolen merchandise got here. And Blaith points out that she can't fit in and asks for volunteers. Question at this point, Blaith, like, if this is how the stolen merchandise got in here, which maybe, and you can't fit in it, how do you think someone else got in there? Well, we'll we'll find out in a second. I don't know. Like, I don't even know why I asked that question. Well, I know why I asked that question, because, like, if they were to think that a human did this and Blythe couldn't fit in, how would any human fit in? It's just... It's just weird. So... Uh, she asks for volunteers to go in and investigate. Sunil thinks that anyone would be crazy to want to, but then everyone else volunteers. Blythe sends in Vinny and Pepper. Vinny says that they're on it, and Pepper says that they're also in it, and then laughs at her own joke, until she sees just how vast this array of tubes is. And it is vast. It is huge. So, uh, back in the pet shop proper, uh, Blythe is trying to figure out a pattern between the stolen merchandise to see if, you know, something comes up. But then Mrs. Tomley jumps out in her kung fu quilting, I want to say gi, but I don't know if that's right. Like, maybe, like, different martial arts of different outfits or what they call outfits. But either way, uh, they uh, just, she comes out in her kung fu quilting outfit and asks if Blythe has seen anything. Blythe says no, and Mrs. T says, awesome sauce. And then she tells Blythe to keep her large eyes on the lookout while she patrols the perimeter. And she goes back to her kung fu quilting. And then Blythe just can't get a break because the biscuits stop in the store and attempt to interrogate Blythe and say, Freezer! Blythe blows past that misuse of language. And she says that I'm not trying to run away and I don't have anything to give you because I don't know anything, which again, isn't exactly true. You did find a possible method of entry, but you know what? For the reasons I brought up earlier, both uh, how could any human fit in this and the biscuits are horrible, they wouldn't believe her anyway. So, the twins still think she did it, and they're going to prove it, because they are the super cute investigators! And then the logo appears behind them again. So, they're going to attempt an interrogation technique that the actual super cute investigators used in an episode. Good cop, sad cop. When he takes the role of the good cop and offers Blythe some tea, while... Brittany just takes the role of the sad cop and just wahs. Blythe guesses who has which role, and the twins ask them if that worked. Blythe says no, because I really don't have anything to tell you. Brittany's saying that this is tiring, and that they both walk off. 
Blythe asks them, you know you're not in a TV show, right? But the Biscuits tell Blythe to just confess so that they can get to the end credits. Blythe says that she thinks it's time to switch the channel and she motions a, a remote control to do just that. While the twins look away as if they've actually been changed, Blythe walks off. And Brittany says that she got away, but Whitney reassures her that they'll catch her in the next episode. Brittany then suggests to go home and rewatch season two of SCI Super Cute Investigators, and the thing just pops up again. You know, Blythe is acting really suspicious for someone who didn't do it. <laughs> Did, is that the point of the episode? Because I don't... I never really picked up on it until just, like, talking about this. Like, even watching the episode then. But whatever. So, Vinny and Pepper venturing through the pipes while uh, Vinny does some dancing. Pepper asks him in a hub area if uh, Vinny knows how they can get back. Vinny says no, and then Pepper says that we're lost. Pepper says that they should retrace their steps, and Vinny says that he first did a mamba, then a watuse, and then a really cool moonwalk, and he moonwalks over one of the pipes and falls in. Pepper calls out to him, and Vinny says that he has found a light. Pepper jumps in, slides down, and hits a wall. Vinny carries up Pepper because Vinny is good at sticking to stuff and Pepper is usually seen on all fours and doesn't really climb that well and discovers that the tube leads to the largest ever pet shop and they deduce that this is how the thieves got the stuff from largest ever to littlest pet shop. Then two cockney accented hamsters uh, confront them for being trespassers. Pepper and Vinny explain that they aren't trespassers and introduce themselves. The hamsters introduce themselves as Dodger and Twist and that those tubes are their tubes. Pepper explains that their friend Blythe found this tube and asked them to investigate. Vinny says that they eventually made their way here and compliments their accents because... I don't know, they're really cockney. So Pepper asks if they were trying to escape the largest ever pet shop, but Dodger and Twist explain that they're city-dwelling hamsters who just roam about and just use whatever for a bed or whatever, and that they use this tube system to take stuff from here and give it to less fortunate pets. Vinny says that they're the thieves, but Twist says that they aren't really stealing, just borrowing. Pepper asks if it's permanently and Dodger says that it's not really for them. They rob from the rich and give to the pets who need it all around town. It's my best attempt at that. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't really tried. That was my first attempt at that. I don't know how much better I'll get though. Vinny reiterates that they steal from the rich and give to the poor and that he's heard a story like that once. Vinny then imagines himself as Vinny Hood and Little Pepper shoots him in the butt with a plunger arrow. Vinny asks her what that was about and Pepper says that it was an accident and pulls it off. Maid Zoe then appears and Vinny Hood compliments her and she goes with the complimenting. 
So does this mean that Vinny likes Zoe? That can't be right. Can it? I don't know. Like, I, it might, maybe it is, but maybe it's just a casting thing, you know? Like, out of all of the pets, maybe Zoe's the best at being a Maid Marian type. Which makes sense, because she's either, uh, like, a Maid Marian type, or Tommy Lee Jones in The Fugitive. We all know this. So, Maid Marian alerts Vinny Hood that the biscuits of Snottingham approach. Vinny Hood calls upon his men, and the rest of the pets uh, come out of the woods to plan this heist as Vinny Hood's married men. So, we cut to the stagecoats where the biscuits are riding and Francois is driving and the turns berate Francois. So, again, I think my order is correct here because Francois is there. And, like, they sh would know that Francois got hired because Blythe told them, but, but if you're thinking that maybe they just associate Francois with the twins and just, like, imagine that. But there's no way they were all there for Francois' grand firing and immediately hiring by Mona Autumns. So, yeah, there's no reason why they would forget it, although this is Vinny's imagination. So, uh, you know what? It's, uh, like, Vinny's dumb, but he's not that dumb. Right? Again, maybe it's a casting thing, and you couldn't think of... Well, no, they all know Monbad. They know Monbad. Come on. Come on. I'm right. I don't need to question myself on this. Although I do a lot. But either way... Uh, so suddenly, Francois is hit by the plunger arrow and stops the coach. And the merry men are there blocking the road... And then Vinnie Hood swings from a vine onto it and claims it for the needy and then yells like Tarzan. In the real world, Pepper points that out and Vinnie says he got his guys uh, swinging on vines mixed up. I still think I'm right for doing it this way. I don't... Moving on. Okay, so Pepper asks how long they've been at this and the hamsters say that they've been at it for a while but no one has noticed until now. And... They also say that they stole so much stuff that they put some of the stuff in the weird safe with no locks that is in the Lilith's Pet Shop. Pepper says that they think they mean dumbwaiter. Vinny says that if it were a safe, it would be a dumb safe, but since it's an elevator, it's a dumbwaiter, and then gets confused. I'm still right. Sorry. Anyway, the hamsters ask what they did with it and Pepper explains that they returned it. Twist says that they're going to have to steal or borrow it again and Pepper says that stealing is wrong but Vinny points out that Robin Hood stole and he was a hero. Pepper asks for proof that uh, the goods are going to those in need and the hamsters ask them to follow them. Pepper and Vinny follow Dodger and Twist delivering stuff all around town to pets who need it. Pepper agrees that this is helpful, but that stealing is wrong. So, I agree, and I think Pepper and I, and I think this entire show, 
like advocates wealth redistribution and like taxing the wealthy and giving the benefits of that to the less wealthy. That is why Robin Hood's a hero. I guess like do people on the right just not like Robin Hood? Like I I try not to be political on this, but you know what? To heck with it. I'm getting emotionally riled up, but I'm still not swearing until the name game episode. This is an important issue and it, and it needs to be talked about, I guess. I don't know. I'm I talk about all sorts of issues without saying anything usually. It's just uh, I don't know. Like we we got into politics in the last name game episode like more directly than I get into them here. But really like you, you all know where I stand politically at this point, so I don't I don't need to hide that anymore. Anyway, Dodger and Twist are raring to steal and go into the store. Pepper and Vinny go to stop them, but they are stopped by Monbad, who catches them and identifies them as being intruders. So Dodger and Twist aren't intruders, because I guess they live in the thing? And I... But they said they didn't, but I guess they're there enough to be unrecognized. You know what? It's like Venom and not being recognized by Spidey Sense because Venom was a part of Spider-Man for a long time and it just nulled his Spider-Sense to him so Venom can catch Spider-Man off guard. That's the thing I'm going with. Okay, so Dodger and Twist see that Pepper and Vinny are caught And note, this is bad. So, they make their way to Little's Pet Shop and Dodger and Twist uh, explain the situation. Blythe says that she's got to go down there and get them. And Dodger and Twist ask her not to turn them in, which Blythe agrees to. She does ask them to stop stealing, even if it's for a good cause. I really think Blythe is on my side with I know Blythe is on my side with it because she knows two of the worst rich people. And seeing them have to distribute their money to the less fortunate would be brilliant. There was even an episode about this. Come on! Anyway. Anyway. They ask if people go easy on them, and Blythe says, of course, but right now she has to clear Pepper and Vinny. So she leaves. Russell suggests that they should return the goods back to the largest ever pet shop to help alleviate suspicion on Pepper and Vinny. Penny says that they don't know how to get there, as they've only gone on Blythe's scooter. Although Vinny knows where it is, but I guess... Sunil doesn't have his speed field power this week. That was last week. You know. Anyway. Dodger says they can take them in the hamster highway. Twist asks if he means the tubes in a sort of obnoxious way. And Dodger says yes. So if this is the hamster highway. And they're Brits. Or of that ilk. Does that mean that they have their own version of Highwaymen? Or are they their own version of the Highwaymen? 
So, for the record, a highwayman is like a British Irish, British Isles term for uh, like a robber who waits on roads or highways and uh, robs them while they're transporting wealth, which I guess would make Robin Hood a highwayman. I guess. So... I mean, they don't actually do any robbing on on the highways. The highways are just their method of robbing. So I guess that doesn't really make them highwaymen, which I guess means that they don't have their own version of whiskey in the jar. Although, why would they need their own version of whiskey in the jar? I mean, I mean, they haven't even gotten arrested. They wouldn't. They wouldn't have their own wh- version of whiskey in the jar. Okay, whiskey in the jar is a a folk song about a highwayman that has been popularized by a lot of musicians, including Thin Lizzy and Metallica. But either way, let's get back onto the episode. So they go on a tour and get everything back from the places that they were, and they do so, and you can see the effects of it, where, like, okay, so in in the original thing, they give a toy to some baby ducks who are crying and now that they have to take the toy away the baby ducks are crying and uh they they give a hamster uh a hamster wheel so that the hamster can work out and not be fat and when they take the hamster wheel back the hamster gains a little weight and it's it's stuff like that it's stuff like that that like wealth redistribution can prevent like like John, John Oliver like even even talked about it on uh on his like uh um on one of his episodes it was talking about like uh Trump's tax plan or something or budget plan that's it crimes where like a Trump staffer was talking about how they can make people like pay for the army because the army does protect people and well, that's true. Like, like PBS uh, is a lifesaver on a day-to-day basis for uh, single parents and stuff. It's it's really good. But uh, wow, I'm really getting into political stuff. We're 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 just unleashing the politics at this point. <laughs> Whatever. So. We meet at the largest ever pet shop where Blythe is attempting to get Vinny and Pepper out by explaining most of the situation. That they weren't there to steal and they're not thieves. There's just this weird series of tubes and stuff. But the biscuits aren't having it and accuse her of stealing the merchandise. And then... Fisher comes in, points at Blythe as being the culprit, and brings Sally Hairspray in and her crew as well. So this is all live, on TV. Fisher then goes on to say that she stole the merchandise, and also, again, claims that Largest Ever Pet Shop is the only pet shop in downtown city. Fisher says that Blythe works for a little hole-in-the-wall joint known as Littlest Pet Shop. Sally asks, I thought... Uh, largest ever pet shop was the only pet shop in downtown city. 
And Fisher says that, well, they're not really a pet shop. And Blythe fights back, saying that it is a pet shop and that it is better than the largest ever pet shop. Fisher says that it's just a front for a burglary ring, but Blythe says she didn't steal anything. And then Sally comes in and does her job and asks her how that stuff came into her possession. Blythe panics and then says that it was a mix-up that someone, she can't say who or how, put it there. Fisher says, a likely story. It's not true at all. And he then thanks his daughters for solving the case. And the twins ask for Blythe to do the right thing and return the stuff. And when she's backed into a corner, suddenly the stolen merch falls from the ceiling onto Fisher. And then we see all of the other pets and Dodger and Twist up in there piling all of that stuff onto Fisher. Fisher inspects it and asks Monbad if these are the stolen goods. Monbad says yes, and Fisher yells at Monbad because they were throwing this stuff away. Monbad computes a response and says, Oops. And we see the twins are in disgust by how old these month-old things are and that they're not trendy or hip or whatever. Blythe asks if Fisher was just going to throw all of this out instead of donating them to needy pets. And Fisher, because he's on TV, wants to take the high road and says, yes, he will donate them. Blythe congratulates Fisher on this effort and says that the littlest pet shop will also help in this effort. And Sally says that this is a happy ending here at the largest ever pet shop. Fisher takes the mic and begins his spiel on how they are the only pet shop in town. But Blythe steals the mic and says that they aren't the only pet shop in town. In fact, come to the littlest pet shop where our motto is, bigger isn't always better. Fisher is mad at this, but Sally is smiling because she is sick of Fisher and is bull hunky, and I think she also agrees with the redistribution of wealth. So, at the Lilith's Pet Shop, after everything is smoothed out, Blythe and Mrs. Twombly are organizing stuff to give away. Mrs. Twombly says she's happy to do it, but still wonders how the stuff got here in the first place. Blythe, instead of, you know, saying something I guess although I guess it would reveal her secret when she's not ready but it might not like they she did proper investigation and found a hole she found the method like without the need to talk to animals I mean she did she got the uh, magnifying glass from Russell but she could have just did that but instead, Blythe just says that there's a customer and sneaks off while Mrs. Tombley looks for a customer that isn't there. So she sneaks into the play area and Dodger and Twist give her a list of all of the needy pets to help and, you know, what stuff. Blythe thanks them and says that their hearts were in the right place all along. And they say they're turning over a new leaf. They aren't going to steal anymore. Instead, they're just going to rummage through trash and give stuff to needy pets. And they go through tubes and everyone says goodbye to them. <laughs> so, 
I guess it's like stores where they sell food, they get rid of expired food and homeless people can eat it if they don't pour bleach on it. Don't pour bleach on your food. Anyone that, that sells food, come on. Come on. I, I'm I'm already political in this. I'm I don't mind getting that much more political. So just you know what? You know what? Yeah. I'm I'm done. I'm just still worked up. Anyway, at largest ever pet shop, the twins are demanding a reward. Fisher says that there was no thief, but they did help recover the missing goods, so they'll get the reward. Fisher then presents the reward, which is an extra large bag of pet food, to which the twins are disappointed. So, on the one hand, someone who cares about pets enough to help a pet store would likely have a pet that that could be used with. On the other hand, Fisher kind of is a cheapskate, and he really only agreed to give things to the needy when he was on TV, so whatever. So I guess there you have it for this episode of the Littlest Pet Cast. Be sure to uh, leave your comments and reviews on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else our SS feeds go when they have a series of tubes to go through. And be sure to check in next time for the episode snowstorming. I shall see you then.